Hello and welcome to a newly rebooted Project HR. As the world changes and workplace expectations continue to shift, Project HR is evolving as well, empowering you with the knowledge you need to take on this new world of work and connecting you with the experts you need to transform your workplaces. I'm Jay Coons, Vice President of Strategic Planning at IRI Consultants and your host for this episode of Project HR. Today, we're joined by Joanna Duenas. Joanna is a Senior Organizational Development Consultant with IRI Consultants, and she's here to talk with us about the key organizational development principles that can help companies support development initiatives to best enhance performance. Joanna, great to have you here on Project HR. Thanks, Jay. I'm glad to be here. Joanna, would you remind us what organizational development is for those that don't know, and how did you first get involved with it? Certainly. Um, organizational development um, basically is devoted to improving an organization or a company's capacity to change and be effective at it. Uh, they do that by developing and improving and reinforcing a company's structures, its strategies and processes. And it's really more than just everyday workflow improvements. It's really systematic change. Excellent. Excellent. So how'd you get involved? Well, actually, a, a mentor was the one who brought it to light for me. I had been uh, both an individual contributor and a manager leader for many years. I went back and forth in my career in those roles. And I was contemplating going back to graduate school. And she pretty much crystallized that everything that I had done in both capacities had OD work involved in that. And so based on that experience, I went back and got an, uh, a master's in organizational development and training and have been consulting for the last 15 years since then. That's fantastic. So what are some of the benefits OD provides to an organization, whether it's healthcare, retail, manufacturing? It seems pretty universal. Yeah, Jay, you know, I, I feel it's important that any OD practitioner speak the language of business when they're referring to its benefits. Uh, the way that I've explained it to leaders that I've worked with is that organizational development is there to, to help increase profits uh, by optimizing communication, employee processes, and even products or services. Each of, you know, each of those works to increase a company's bottom line. And after all, that's what businesses are most concerned about. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So the blog article that inspired this episode of Project HR notes that there are five OD principles that can make a big difference and enhance a company's performance. Could you walk through those with us? Sure. Uh, first of all, I wanted to say I cited five. I mean, those can certainly broke, be broken down into many more, but those are the ones that have resonated most for me and my clients in my career. The first one is employ cooperation and collaboration. You know, there's a difference between the two, and I think it's important that the two work in tandem with each other. Cooperation is those relationships we have with people that we know and uh, maybe even on an acquaintance level. Collaboration is taking it to that next level. It's about working towards common goals. I like that. The second principle in, is organi organizing for change. I refer to it as making change as part of business as usual. Uh, and it's important that we embed some of, the, some of those change competencies. They include knowing how to identify exactly what that change is and being cl crystal clear about it. Uh, about developing a solid plan, uh, 
Uh, it's also about, you know, making sure that the communication for both the stakeholders and the employees is happening on many levels in multiple ways within the organization. And finally, it's that support during the transition and just as importantly, after the change. Um, it sounds simple, right? But, you know, depending upon the scale, it can be. But the better you get at it uh, and, and more comfortable at it, it becomes business as usual. Uh, I have an anecdote from, a, uh, anecdote from a leader who once told me that he was really proud about how his employees were responding to change. They've been learning these competencies through trial and error. And over time, they became really good at knowing that change is expected. It's inevitable in the business environment and that they were assured that the company was going to give them the tools and the resources to be able to navigate any change. You know, as I hear these, you go through these first two, the word mindset comes into my mind that you have to have a certain mindset to really maximize the effectiveness of these. So please, please continue. Yeah. The, the third principle, it, it goes hand in hand with that organized for change and it's remain flexible, but discipline. The way I explain it is discipline's what you do. It's your goals, it's your targets. It's about removing those distractions and focusing on completion, right? Moving forward. Flexibility, on the other hand, is the how. It's about how you're going to do it, change how you're going to change your patterns, embrace a newer approach. And we saw that give and take during COVID. You know, companies had to throw out the, the manuals and how they were conducting business. And that discipline and that flexibility worked hand in hand uh, for those who were most successful. Yeah, they sure did. What's up next? The fourth principle is promote personal growth. Here's what effective talent management programs do in an organization. You know, they're good at replenishing talent in their pool and providing a wide range support in leadership development and skills development. Mm -hmm. But many companies, even though they do a respectable job in that arena, one of the areas that uh, research has shown is, is sorely lacking during and especially post-COVID is around employees' development and growth in self-care and well-being. Um, you know, that we're, we're seeing the struggles that employees are having returning to the workplace and then getting back into the groove of work. And so promoting personal growth, uh, both in the informal and informal ways and providing those spaces for employees to be able to do that uh, shouldn't be taken for granted. And it's something that employers have to be mindful of. Yeah, that's just so important. The whole concept of self-care and mental health and mental well-being is just, it, I, I'm glad that it's no longer as taboo as it once was. So tell me about the fifth one. Yeah, the fifth and final one is this fostering a leadership culture. We hear a lot about that. And really what I mean when I refer to that is the culture that, of how leaders interact with one another and their team members. You know, it's, it's the way they operate, it's the way they communicate, and the way they make decisions. Um, you know, it's, it's the everyday work environment. And in highly effective organizations, again, looking at the changes, the tectonic changes that we've seen in the workplace, I think it's important that um, employers and leaders understand that part of that leadership culture and behavior in terms of um, 
you know, allowing employees to be able to speak up, to take risks and contribute their unique ideas without fear of repercussion is, is part and parcel of what we've been referring to as uh, psychological safety. And that's part of that culture of give and take between employees and their leaders and managers. Well, and such a critical issue, regardless of the disruption or intervention or crisis that an organization is facing, if there's the ability to engage that way, it's just so powerful for uh, that organization's culture today and in the future. Uh, so, so tell me, why is it important to have a broader set of principles to help companies understand what it takes to become a highly effective organization. In other words, to go from just surviving to thriving, because surviving doesn't really cut it anymore, right? You've got to keep moving forward. Exactly, exactly. Well, essentially, an in, in organization's principles, you know, they're, they're meant to describe how we relate as people, you know, whether it's to our customers, whether it's to employees, stakeholders, or even the broader community. Um, they describe how an organization is going to behave from that human perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think we especially need to reconnect with that after the pandemic. Um, Now, principles and the practices, those are the things that lay the foundation and groundwork for continuous improvement. And it's important to empower our people, right? Empower our employees uh, in an unaligned organization, it can be counterproductive if they are not clear about what the rules of engagement are, those principles and those practices that are in place on how to behave with each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joanna, what are some examples of OD interventions and diagnostic tools that can be used to help clients deal with today's pressing issues? Here are three main groups, Jay. Uh, human process interventions, There's also human resource management interventions, and there's strategic change interventions. Those are the three major groupings. And are these interventions things that IRI consultants can bring to a workplace? How else can they help? Absolutely. The human process interventions, which include employee surveys and data assessment and team and work work group development, are certainly things we have done for clients for many years. In the human resource management intervention space, we've done leadership training, coaching, uh, performance management, and employee engagement initiatives. And in that third group of OD interventions, uh, referred to as strategic change, done a lot of work around change management, both on an operational and enterprise level. That's excellent. yeah, you know, as consultants, Jay, it, it, our approach is it's best that we act more like facilitators and trainers than as experts coming in, because as clients develop their own competencies, you know, for implementing change and improvement, we learn from them, they learn from us, we help facilitate that process for them. The second key uh, dimension that underlines our work is that content focus that's really important when we're doing that assessment. From assessment to implementation of the plan and then the evaluation, all of that is part and parcel of the work that we can do for clients with that OD lens that we bring. Well, that that sounds incredibly comprehensive. So for those interested in learning more about this topic, Joanna, where should they go? They should go to IRIconsultants.com. There's a a wealth of information there about our OD work as well as other services and products that we provide our clients. 
That's excellent. And of course, they can always reach out to me as well at jcoons, that's the letter J, K-U-H-N-S, at iriconsultants.com. Joanna, thanks for joining us today on this week's episode of Project HR. Thank you, Jay. Glad to be here. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning into the pod. For those interested in learning more about the topic we've been discussing today, check out the IRI blog of the same name at iriconsultants.com slash blog. As always, we encourage you to subscribe to Project HR, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on the reboot. Drop us a line and leave us a review wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Project HR, and from me to you, let's make it a great day at work.